And on this episode of the podcast, I am joined by my dear friend, Brian Kelly. We're going to talk about his new book, Ariel, that came out of some COVID innovation. And we'll talk about all the other things going on in his life. And so I hope you dig this episode of the Incredible Hulk Podcast. Hello, Freddie. Am I on mute? No, I'm not on mute. Oh God, are we still doing this? We've been doing this for 160 days. Dude, I hardly are, got are on. You, are you, you going to ask if you know how to share your screen too? Is that happening? Am I? <laughs> can you see my screen? Dude, I never present. I'm never, I'm always listening. I'm always just listening to yes. everybody, and that's it. And I just, uh, you know, I'm a vessel that you fill me up with information. And then there we go. Awesome. Well, I'm going to need out. you to both present and share your screen before this is all over. So <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> how are you, friend? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I feel good. You know, it's a busy time. Kids are getting back to school. Don't know how long. Gonna, uh, gonna ride it out, man. As I told my neighbor yesterday, we, we're going to do a thing. I don't know what that thing is, but we're, we're doing something. So. You know, online, you... offline, in the middle, at a parking lot, whatever. We're going to do something here. So that is very true. Something will occur. Yeah, We're that is pretty sure. I, I can promise you that, that something will occur. Yes. Did your kids back now or did they start again? Monday they start. So they're going to start here uh, for 12 days online. And then we're apparently going to go in person and see what happens yeah, there. Well, so. Faith went to her, uh, my youngest, who's freshman. You know, she's gonna, she's back at school now at Grand Rapids Christian. So it's, uh, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. But um, you know, who knows how long this experiment will last? Amen, brother. Amen. I'm hopeful. I know you, but... are, which which is what I appreciate about. Excuse me, what I appreciate about you, my friend. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm such a fountain of positivity you, all the time. You really are. The, the when I'm feeling low, call number one is to Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, I'm the wind beneath your wings. You are, and that yes. can get us talking about the new book. Yes, no, I, it can. So I, I do. I want to. You know, I know you've been. Uh, doing a bunch of interviews this week, so I, I don't want to belabor the point, but I do think the nexus of this project is fascinating to me because it, it's not only born out of, because um, I heard you doing an interview yesterday, it's not only born out of a, almost a business necessity, right? Your business has upended and, and you sort of needed to figure something sure. else out to do. But there was something else going on in your life that you took to drone flying just as kind of a release. So can you explain what was going on uh, at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic? Because I, I don't think a lot of people, yeah. if they haven't heard the story, they're going to be blown away because I'm not sure a lot of people could do what you guys did at the beginning of all this. Yeah. Well, 2020 for everybody. I just want to underscore this from the jump. It's been a horrible year, uh, tumultuous for every single person. I don't care if you kind of came through of it unscathed and you're still uh, whatever. The the point is it's been tough for everybody and my story has a few additional wrinkles to it our family story. And uh the other little preface I would say before I really dive into this the what you're asking me about is um I had no intention of doing a book when I started flying a lot. 
my drone. It was the farthest thing from my mind. This was in uh, basically got flying a lot in in April, May, June, and then I thought about a book, but not not for a while. So uh, COVID hit. No, oh, well, sorry. I'll back up one spot. Uh, my daughter Faith, who's fifteen, uh, has cerebral palsy, and she's had a series of surgeries throughout her uh, life to correct and help with uh, some of the, the demands and stress on her body from cerebral palsy. So, she was scheduled for a double leg surgery. Very complicated surgeries on her knees and on one of her lower legs. And um, spare the details, but it required us to be home six weeks for bed rest that was in february mostly a little bit of march <laughs> and then uh scheduled to go to mary Freebed rehab hospital for six weeks of inpatient care i mean 24 7 rehab she basically had to learn how to walk again and get stronger and um so my wife and i had had an original plan to uh we were gonna just uh switch off. My wife would take the brunt of it, maybe four or five nights a week, uh, stay with Faith. We just didn't want her to be alone sure. by yeah. herself uh, at night. And uh, I would take a couple couple nights uh, here and there whenever my wife wanted a break from it. But two days after we checked into Mary Freebed to start her, you know, intense rehab, rehabilitation, you know, uh, 24-7, uh, COVID hit and the hospital had to shut down visitors who can have any visitors. And we were sort of given a, a Sophie's choice. Either we could leave Faith in the hospital alone uh, and never visit her until they allowed us to come, come back. Or one of us could stay in the hospital with her 24 seven. And so my wife, it was natural with uh, just everything I was doing. And, and my wife would stay in the hospital with them. And then I would leave and stay home with my older girls. Hannah's 20, almost 21. And my, my other Maddie is, is 18 and um, 19, sorry. And she'll hate me for that. 19 and uh, living at home. So I stayed home with my older girls. Kathy took that. But a weird time, right, Eric? Sure, I, I was, yeah. uh, uh, you know, disconnected from my wife and my youngest child. They're doing this intensive therapy. I can only talk to them via FaceTime. I'm having fun with my older girls and enjoying that relationship. But I was really stressed. My business had started to implode. I could just sort of see the writing on the wall. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do photo productions, photography. We couldn't do any video production. I'm pretty stressed dude, you know, at that point. Yes. And uh, I just started to uh, fly my drone just uh, in the mornings. I'd get up. I wasn't sleeping real great. And I'd get up in the morning and start at sunrise, even uh, 45 minutes before the sun even got up. I, you know, I was getting up at 5, 5.30, heading out and flying. And just as a way to relax, it was kind of a meditation. I wanted to stay creative in photography, but I couldn't do my normal portraiture. I uh, couldn't really use my studio in a way that I wanted to and how I normally do it. So um, it was something I could do that was safe. I could just take my drone up. I didn't need a crew. I didn't need, you know, help. I, my normal productions have, you know, help people help me light things and just to help everything go smoothly. But I could do it safely and I could just fly. And I then I'd go out at night and I just started to accumulate. I'd go around different parts of the city and just try to get different angles and with so my drone. Can I stop you for just a second, yeah. Ryan? Because what I think is interesting about this is, is have you had time to, to sort of reflect back on the moment where you, you're like, 
this is, I'm super stressed. This is too much. I don't know what to do. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's fly. You know, I'm going to get out because you made the choice to get out of bed, even though you weren't sleeping well, to go up before the sunrise. What, what can you put words around that moment where you're like, I, maybe this will help. Let's go do this tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing I should share is I'm not a morning person. No, no, I, I'm and I know enough. that, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like you had some sort of thought in your head is like, I'm, I'm, my sleep sucks and I, I can't get this, my head to chill out. So whatever. Yeah, Let's get I, the had car one, I had had one really particularly restless night and I just, one of those where every you, you roll over and look at the clock again and it's only 20 minutes after the last time you looked at it and it was one of those. And then finally, I don't know what occurred to me. I had been flying, I had been flying my drone a lot for another project, a video that I'm really proud of called, um, you know, it's an, under the Be The Bridge hashtag in sure. Grand yep. and it was kind of this, uh, I had a lot of drone footage in it. So I'd been flying a lot for that. And that project ended and uh, really re released it. But I had sort of been in this flight mode, you know, I was trying to get some really great video shots of, of, uh, of the city for that particular video. But that one particular night, I was just like, and I, I remember looking out the window at like maybe 5.30, 5.45, somewhere in there. And I could just see the light hitting above the trees, you know, as I peeked out my, my window as I laid down. And um, That was the morning I got out. And I can tell you, because I'm not a morning person, out like a crack of dawn type of person, this city was so quiet and it was so empty and peaceful and it was partly empty due to COVID. And it was also empty just because of the time of day. Sure. And then I started flying. And once I got it up, and I, I, you can just watch on your remote controller just this graceful sort of passing of the city. And then I would see something and I would stop and then take a bunch of photos and adjust and, and just tweak everything because I had time and um, really enjoyed it. And then I started to, to do that at night. And then I started to do that the next morning and the next morning and the next morning, I just got addicted to it. And it was really more of a, oh, I just loved how the city felt in the morning. And just that quietness, it's what I needed at the time. Um, you know, I'm not normally, I'm pretty even keel. Like I, I can take a pretty good low distress in my life and and not have the wheels come off. I was just part of our, unfortunately, some of the profiles that we've, you know, some health crises we've had with our kids, you know, you just have to deal. You can't, you just have to sure yeah down and go but you know I, I i don't know that i've consciously felt really really down or anything i, I not that that but it, uh, the fact that i was getting out of bed and i was getting something back from the city just this love affair that i have with grand rapids and also just this therapeutic sort of flight time i was getting really important in hindsight after it to, to your that's a long-winded way to get your question but I was getting something out of it that kept me getting up. And it wasn't just the photography. I didn't, yeah. I, you know, I love the city, but I wasn't thinking about a project. I wasn't thinking about a book. You know, that came two months after I started flying just for stress relief. Well, and, and people who might not know this part of your story, I know this has become a part of this story, but prior to this, your start in photography was falling in love with the city. If I remember the story correctly, the first time you and I yeah. did a podcast was you just going, I'm going to take some black and white photos for this class and see what happens. And then we're selling these pieces and then we're off to the races. And so yeah. your love affair with this, the city at this point is over 20 years old. Um, yeah. But, but 
you did an interview yesterday, and I, I thought it was interesting, and, and they didn't really stop on this because it wasn't what they were talking about. But for me, you talked very briefly about seeing the city differently and paying attention to design differently. Because as a, as a human, right. we see building design in almost without drone flight in two facets. We see it from the ground on the outside, from the ground on the inside, and maybe we see a drone right. shot. But what happened, what was happening is you, you would fly and you would see something and you would stop. <laughs> what was, what were the things that were kind of jumping out to you that you had not seen before? Well, you, I mean, right. you've flown the city a ton, but the yeah. when you talk about this book and this and the project for, first, the book second, you've got a different sort of energy about the way you're talking about it now. Well, and something magical happened, you know, during these flights. It, it emerged sort of uh, slowly, but um, just to further the backstory that you've laid beautifully is just the uh, I've always done architectural work very part of my career and I've always looked at buildings I love design I've, I'm, a lot of my professional practice is documenting architecture for architects interior designers you know, builders you know whoever needs finished photography of the new building in town and or a home or whatever and uh so the fact that I'm so acclimated and, and doing location scouting and all around Grand Rapids for different video projects or photo shoots, I know the city like the back of my hand. And then I started to fly the drone and what really became, and, and during this time where I really could contemplate every inch of the city, what happened was uh, I started to think about um, portraiture, even though there's no people up in yep. the air, it's buildings. And a lot of my career, the last, 10, 15 years has been built on uh, kind of a unique portrait style that I've developed. And that's kind of what I'm known for more than my early Grand Rapids work uh, by far, I would imagine. So uh, I started to think about how do I create a portrait of the city from the air? You know, how do I look at a building differently design? What, what kind of shadow? That's what I'm obsessed with as a portraitist is controlling every aspect of light falling on the on the sitter on my subject and sure. then yep. trying to get to something authentic so there's times i would see a building and i would like what i was seeing but i thought if i come back tonight that shadow will be on the other side of the building and it'll create this extra depth to this particular image and then the other thing that happened that i was really i think uh, what i think i'm most excited about in terms of really seeing Grand Rapids differently through this book is uh, these straight down. Yes. Yeah. 90 degrees straight down. And I started to study architecture, green space, sidewalks, mm -hmm. uh, parks. Um, the Frederick Meyer Gardens gave me special permission to fly in there and um, create some imagery. And there's a whole other element of design when you take something that you experience in three dimensions on the ground and you make it a 2D flat image, and then you really see the architectural design and brilliance of how these landscape designers, uh, park green space designers, uh, ball diamond designers. Yeah, it's like it's well, endless. And, and that's what that's what I thought was interesting about the project because you see lots of drone photography and videography, and you and I joke about some of it. It's become this this crutch that people get a drone up in the air, they get the shot that everyone else gets, and they use it as a transition in their videos or, or whatever. Sure. But very rarely do you see somebody executing flat lay photography from the sky. You know, you yeah. don't, I don't see too yeah. many straight down. You see the angles, about a 45 either way, but you don't see stopover yeah. very often. And 
we'll talk about the Kickstarter, of course, but you've got some sample images and they're, I obviously love your work. I love you as a human and as a brother, but it's profound, man. The shots are incredible. Thank you. Well, I, that's what I'm excited to share with the community. You know, it's, it's this kind of new thing uh, that I've found, but I also am trying to put my own special sauce, whatever I bring with 20, almost 25 years as a professional, whatever that means, photographer, uh, and really putting the care and love into every single image. Um, and then what's cool about the book, when you talk about these abstractions, when you open certain pages, I'm creating these diptychs. So on one side, left, left page is, is one image. And on, on the right side of that is an image that relates somehow visually. They're disconnected by miles. They're not the same organization, the same piece of land, but there's something in it, be it a shape, a texture, a color palette, a shadow pattern. So I'm able to play with these diptychs in a way in the book that there's a lot of aha moments. And then what I love about the book too, is when you open it up, it's, it's a 13 by 11 coffee table. It's pretty big to start with, but you open it up, it's 26 inches across. So I'm playing with these full page bleeds, uh, one image across 26 inches. And, and then you see somebody on a bike that you couldn't see, you know, earlier or some little uh, nick, little thing that you've never seen before. So that's been a lot of fun. And, um, but I think you're right. Getting back to the drone imagery, it can be cold and sort of, especially aerials in general. I, I used to fly a lot of uh, flights, aerial flights for clients from an airplane or even a helicopter. And there's something about just shooting down. It feels a little clinical, a little survey-ish. Um, but I think also there's these Instagram accounts uh, now that are taking satellite imagery and you're seeing the earth differently, tributaries, like there's these all these abstractions that happen when you take something uh, either um, that's a massive amount of space, but it looks small and you see patterns and things and the same thing's happening in the same level. I'm limited to 400 feet in my drone for uh, FAA reasons. I can't go up to, you know, 5,000 feet and shoot down. I'd hit an airplane probably or it would hit me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think it's both. That, I think that technically would be both. Yeah, they're both. There's some type of uh, unwanted. It would be bad for the two of you. Uh, to yeah, say the not, least. yeah, probably worse. Uh, well, worse for the drone. But, um, you know, who knows? It depends. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, as long as we're on that point, I am a, an FAA certified drone pilot. Now you have to be a commercial drone pilot to generate this until you can create a book and sell something like yes. this. You're, yep. You can't do it as a hobbyist. So um, I, I, the drone can really take the viewer safely to places that an airplane or even a helicopter, uh, and I've done some amazing helicopter shoots downtown, 75 feet and flying right up the Grand River. That was amazing, but uh, it's still not, not as uh, convenient and safe as a drone is. So... Uh, really cool can tuck up into buildings and and create these other patterns that happen so i think it's a unique thing you know it's one of those things you don't know i pivoted as an entrepreneur i'm like i have all this extra time i'm not being asked to do my normal production of workflow with photography and videography let's just drill into this and see how many images i can get and make a book and then see if people think it's as unique as i do i really I love it. I'm fascinated with it, but I'm also invested in it <laughs> right. and I'm hoping that people love it as much as me, but I really truly believe, you know, as much as I looked at the city day in and day out, my life, this community and this, 
this city has given me so much from the early part of my career, which is, this is my mouse pad. You know, I mean, it's the night after night Grand Rapids book that came out 20 years ago. I've always been, you know, trying to reflect the city in some light and in some way it's, it's given me so much uh, that this feels like a great time for people to just pause and look at our city in a different way. It's not political. It's a breath of fresh air. We can just look at hopefully beautiful images of a, of a city we all love. Did you, this might sound a little bit philosophical, but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Did, if we go to night after night where you're shooting a completely different style, there weren't even drones at that point. Um, you were having digital cameras, right, there. right, right. No. But you were, you were having a conversation with the city through images. This again, you're having a conversation was, and again, I, I, I know this is an odd question, but I feel of all the humans I know, you'll understand what I'm trying to say. Was your com- what did you learn something from the city through talking via the drone? You know, night after night, morning after morning, shooting after yeah. shooting after shooting, you guys are creating a rapport, even though it's an inanimate object, it clearly has a soul and it clearly has something to say through design. Yeah. How, well, you know, how different was that conversation than, let's say, not even 20 years ago, two months ago when you did Be the Bridge? Right. Well, I was uh, there. I mentioned this. Is, there's nothing political to see in this thing, but there is something that that uh, one of my partners, uh, charitable partners in the book is Disability Advocates of Kent County. And and I was talking to Dave, their CEO, a while back when I invited them to to receive funds, portion of the funds from this book. And and it really struck me because a lot of the images that we see from my book and this uh, different perspectives, it looks beautiful. Grand Rapids looks perfect. It really looks beautiful. I've chosen the best part of the day, the most beautiful skies, the most beautiful shadows and details and line and shape and form I can possibly do. But on the ground, things aren't that great, you know, for a lot of people. And, um, that's a, that's a big thing. You know, I mean, we've had a, a summer of, of quite a bit of unrest and social protest, and, and there aren't overt images of that, but that's all happening on the ground there. I've flown in all parts of the city. This isn't just a downtown book. I've flown on the West side, the Southeast side. I've flown on the Northeast side. I, you know, I've, I'm trying to be not just downtown centric, sure. yep. uh, although that's where, you know, there's some places you want to photograph and fly with the drone that they're just nothing tall enough or visual enough to play with. So it does eliminate flatter areas and some other things that, that aren't as densely populated with, with uh, park space or something. But there's an image in the book, a diptych that I'm putting together that's right down by the Ford Museum. And I, I, one thing I've noticed around town is I go around even in the mornings and you get downtown and different wide radius from the Rosa Park Circle. There's a tremendous amount of homelessness in this community, um, especially now. And I, I see these people and they come up and chat with me and I love to chat with them and they're curious about the drone. But um, there's an, a, there's a diptych going in the book that's uh, near the Ford Museum and, and it looks great. They've just redone a novel in park, new um, kind of amphitheater seating on the, on the west side of the river. And there's the the mounds of the Native American mounds there, and it's they put sidewalks. So from the air, it looks very concentric circles. It's perfect. It's just eye candy for me. And then there's a new water fountain that they put in a few years ago, with three sculptures in it, and it's a circle. And I noticed from the air, uh, 
you know, that there was more going around this water fountain than, than I, you know, you would see from up high, way up high. So I started to lower the, the drone down and I just started to line up this perfect circle in the center of the frame. And, and then I see an empty wheelchair there and, uh, and cardboard on the, on the ground and people on the benches. And there's a woman in a, I think it's a woman. I don't know. But anyway, there's a person presumably who uses that wheelchair to get around there. She's sleeping on the ground in a blanket. And so that's sort of emblematic of here we have these beautiful uh, parks, park space, all this civic uh, investment into grass and concrete and trees and sculptures. But people are using us as their home where they live. And so these are systematic things that we need to address as a community. And, and although the book doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a lot of this commentary in it, but that's one of my big aha moments from the book and flying all these flights is yes, looks perfect from the air. And I have to credit Dave uh, from disability advocates of Kent County. You know, he said, you know, you get down on the ground as a dealing with physical disability. It's, it's not always so pretty and, and that's why I love that organization they've really snapped my thinking around what it means to be disabled and what access means in Grand Rapids and what equity means in Grand Rapids and how do we create a fluidity for all citizens and mobility for everybody so anyway I'm waxing on about it but that's really uh, you know I really you know, I feel emotional about this book. I, I, I just because uh, I love the city so much, and I put I poured months into this, and um, and I, I want it to. I want people to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed making it, and I want people to have those aha moments, whether it's just a beautiful thing they've never seen or contemplated before, or if it's something a little bit more where it starts to think about how, how are we doing on the ground, how are we. Are we saying hi? Are we still nodding with our masks on? Are we right. still being humans? Are we still connecting? So anyway, I uh, loved your question. Though. That was awesome. So you get to the point where you've got enough of this stuff that you're now, as an artist, as a creator, as an entrepreneur, you're now seeing, you were doing the work because you you needed it for your soul. And now you're seeing another use for it, this book. But you're speaking in this fascinating way to me, not only as a friend, but certainly as, as a, you know, somebody who admires the work that you do. What was the process about going about to create this book? Cause you are not a, and I know you've done book covers and you've done some work in the publishing world, but this is not your first language. Although you have created this, this coffee table book that is clearly much deeper than pretty picture after pretty picture. It's telling a story. Can you walk through the process of, oh, I've, I've got this and here's how, you know, when when you're putting these these photos side by side, this is the story I want them to tell. Even if you don't understand that that's what I'm trying to tell, it's in there because that's the art and that's the story I'm trying to convey. Yeah. And that's as an artist, again, to, to get back to your point about kind of how we talk so you and I talk personally about some drone imagery that we've seen or aerials that feel cold or just not that spectacular or whatever it might be um you know I'm, I, that's one of the great joys is relating and finding these diptychs and trying to make connections weeks after I did a flight between this place and that place and actually uh I know our audience can't see, but the, uh, I'm on zoom, but, uh, uh, the, uh, there's a, I'm in a spare bedroom above my garage and there's a spare bed here, but on top of this bed is, uh, 
hundreds of four by six prints and I'm starting to, you know, I'm not starting, I've been underway a long time, but just creating these diptychs and I'll try these together. And it's basically, I'm laying out the book ahead of time and trying to find these relationships and you'd be amazed how much I move ah, this from up here. And that doesn't match this. This is way better. You know, I'm always kind of uh, trying to relate that and see them on the pages and project that out. So it's what I've been doing as a, you know, as a gallery owner is sequencing uh, our exhibition shows and, and you're very careful about what's the first image people see, what story can you tell with this exhibition? I've done it with Laugh-Fest portraits that I've done uh, around town of, of just portraiture I've done of comedians and things. And there's a certain, science or just your own kind of uh, spin on on how you want your images to flow for the audience because um you know it's probably a book that people are going to go through pretty sequentially page by page i hope it's not a book that people fan through like in <laughs> like a, a romance novel in 20 seconds and then and throw it down because i think really when you see this that's why i've chosen a book of substantial substantial scale to the point of being Drone imagery or aerials can feel a little bit inanimate and less personal. But when you can really open something up and, and look at it, I think you'll notice something every time you look at the book, you'll find something new in almost every photograph. And that's the exciting part. And and then, but yeah, there, there's a lot of thought. And I'm <clears throat> the good thing about the Kickstarter is I'll know how many books I need to order <laughs> roughly as a business person. I can't have pallets of uh, books hoping <laughs> right, to sell yes. them in my garage, especially now when my business is down. Uh, I don't I don't have a lot of uh, uh, extra equity to put into uh, an inventory of books that I hope to sell one day. So uh, I'll be able to do that. But right up until the last minute, I'm until I have to send off the files to, to, to the printer, it's going to be a a mad dash and I'm still flying too. You know, I haven't stopped. Um, I flew last night. I flew the, the yesterday morning. I, I just like it. I'm sort of addicted to it, but I'm also hoping to get, maybe I can get something sure. just slightly right. yeah, better yeah, yeah, yeah. For or sure. more dramatic or something. So I'm really grinding on this and, and I love it. And just to have an opportunity to share this and, and the, you know, the Kickstarter has been well received so far. I set a very modest threshold. It, uh, for the book, but we've more than doubled it. And right now it's just a vehicle for people to pre-order the book and make sure you get in on it because I'm not going to do a huge overrun of books. And, um, and our goal is to deliver them in time for the holidays. And that's why we're closing the Kickstarter in early September. It takes a long time to produce a book of this quality. So I, I'm just excited but the time to do it is now and get in and there's a lot of cool backer awards and other things I'll do. And I'll personally dedicate every single book that's sold to whoever you tell me to write it to. So if you want it for aunt Sally or uncle Jim or whatever, I will write to them personally and then send you the book. And um, I don't know, there's a good corporate audience for it too. Uh, just as long as I'm on sales mode, Eric, I'm sorry, but there is, well, you know, we're, you have, we're, we're wrapping this up. So I, I figured sales mode was coming anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a few entities and organizations that have reached out already about the book and would like to use it to present as staff or employee gifts. Uh, who knows if you can have a holiday party this year and do an expensive dinner or catering or all that stuff. So this is a really nice way if your company's identified at all with West Michigan or as a thank you to top clients, uh, you know, 
particular partners that you have. It's really a, a perfect book. Again, there hasn't been a book of the city like this to really share uh, that I've seen. I think it's the first one in probably 10, 15 years. Uh, and then on top of it, it's the first air book of aerial imagery. So a couple of unique things there. And, um, you know, you can go to Kickstarter and check it out, but it closes on September 3rd. September three, and so just, just to kind of finish up the the salesy part of it, um, they're back in the book for how much money to get a copy of it. What what's the cost? Yeah, the normal retail is sixty nine dollars. Uh, if you buy a single copy, it's fifty nine dollars. But there is some shipping added to that because of COVID. We can't gather for book signings. I'm just saying for for no extra charge, I'm signing and dedicating every single book. So I hope to get a lot of writers cramp, and. Uh, you know, getting these books out, but it's to ship it safely to your door for convenience. But if you buy two books, it drops to 49, you save $20 per book. If you just buy, there's a, a two book bundle, it's called and uh, $49. And I tell you this book, uh, I was fighting with my the publisher, the coordinator who's helping me uh, with everything. He's here in Grand Rapids. And he's like, this is, this is a $99 book, Brian, you should be selling this for $99 based on the scale and the quality and the beauty of it. And I just said, I'm not doing that. This has been a rough year. I'd rather get more out than maximize. So picked a retail of 69, but right now the Kickstarter, there's a lot of other cool rewards, uh, especially at the upper levels, big prints available. Um, you know, if you need something for the office with bundled with books and also there's an, even a, a level where you can go flying with me you don't even have to have a drone but we i'll give you a private drone aerial workshop we'll go out in grand rapids you can fly my drone i'll be there all the time just helping you fly and get your handle on it if you have your own drone you can bring your own drone we'll fly together and go up and do some stuff uh, the cool part about that is the photos we make together that night, I'm giving you all the high resolution files from my drone and, uh, you'll have your own sort of, uh, cache, a library of images to, to play with, uh, if you want. So, uh, it's, it's just been fun. There's, we've already, somebody already signed up for that level. I can't That's wait awesome. to go flying with them. So there's a lot of, a lot of cool little things. It's all on the Kickstarter. There's a video that explains it. And even if you're intrigued with this conversation, my last appeal, Eric, would be to your audience. If you if you just are not in a position to buy a book right now, just share the project. If you love Grand Rapids or you have a friend who lives out of town who you want to move back, you know, I mean, it's it, it's just share it. Get it out there. The virility, trying to get this to go a little more viral. I'm very pleased with where we're at, but the more attention and eyes I get on it, the more people that we can help two organizations, Married Free Bed Rehabilitation Hospital and also uh, Disability Advocates of Kent County. So a portion of every single book sale goes evenly to those two organizations. And I'm thrilled with their partnership and be able to, you know, my last point, I keep saying that, Eric, sorry. It's all I good. have you hosted right now. I have you hosted. <laughs> Which is weird since so, my name's on the thing, but okay. Uh, the the point is, this is a community book. I'm using images. I've taken these photos from the community. And so to be able to earmark funds and give it right back to the community through these two wonderful charities and earmark a, a portion of every single sale uh, I felt like I needed to do that. I feel like Grand Rapids has given and sustained my whole career since I started in photography. So for me to just do a book and try to not affiliate myself with organizations that improve our, our community every day, um, 
Mary Freebed Rehab Hospital and Disability Advocates of Kent County, I, I, you know, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't just try to extract. And I'm already uh, trying to create this visual love letter slash poem of the city in this aerial form. So I feel great about the affiliations. Right now, we just want to get people to the Kickstarter and get in now because who knows if I'll have any copies left uh, when they arrive in November. I believe what you mean to say is get in now because I won't have any copies available when things are left. So buy them now. That's the only way to know. And that's the only way you're going to save money. That's going to be, trust me, they're going to be $69 when, uh, when, as soon as the Kickstarter closes. So, I mean, uh, whatever, I'm sound like I'm, uh, it's just a smart time to buy and you get it shipped to your doorstep. Like how great is that? That's easy, especially now. And uh, it'll all be signed at exactly who you want. If you want me to write something directly to you and say, dear Eric, you're my best friend in the whole world. And I can't wait till COVID's over so we can, you know, go on that. Oh, so you'll write even untrue things. Yes. I will write whatever people tell me if they buy the book, it doesn't matter. I will say anything at this point. All right, my friend, if people want to look up the book on Kickstarter, if they're not connected with you on social, give them all the details. Yeah, if you just go, go to kickstarter.com and if you search keywords of Grand Rapids or Brian Kelly or Ariel or just put in Grand Rapids, uh, it should be in the top result, I would imagine. And um, you can also find more on my Instagram link at, at Brian Kelly Photo. There's a link in my bio right to the same Kickstarter page. But connect with me uh, on just search Brian Kelly Photography on Facebook. Hit a like, follow me, or personally friend me. And I, I, I'm not shutting up about this until September 4. So, so there's a lot of ways to get the information. And uh, I just hope you check it out because it's a, it's, it's a fun thing. And I really appreciate your friendship, Eric, and you sort of, uh, you've been a touch point throughout the summer and I appreciate you, you and all you do in your awesome podcast. I appreciate you, my friend. Have an awesome weekend and um, good luck with all this. I'm so excited to see what happens on September 3. You're the man. We'll get together soon. See you, buddy.